So it happened yet again uh, yesterday in Texas, as you know, um, a church shooting, 26, 26 dead, uh, 20 in the hospital, some in serious condition. We don't know if that number is going to rise or not. You know, we're just a few weeks away from uh, a few weeks past what happened in Las Vegas. We had 500 people shot and 50 some odd dead. And uh, when you define a mass shooting as, as um, three or more people shot, there are there is a mass shooting, or I should say there's more than one mass shooting every single day on average in this country. And you never know when or where it's going to happen. You could be in your office. It could happen while you are at a fast food place. It could happen while you're walking down the street at a concert or yesterday sitting in church on a Sunday morning. So do you know what to do if, in fact, you find yourself in a situation where someone walks in with a gun and starts to shoot. Uh, Alan Burris is uh, a former Army sniper, a fifth-degree black belt, and a certified active shooter response instructor. And uh, he's got a website called SurviveAShooting.com, and he's got some life-saving tips and some strategies for us when dealing with an active threat. Hey, good to be with you. Good to have us have you with us, Alan, I mean to say. How are you? I'm good, Brian. Thanks for having me back. And it's sad that it's under unfortunate circumstances, but that's usually when I'm called. All right, let's let's talk about what happened yesterday. Now, here you have uh, you have families, you have toddlers uh, sitting on their mom's lap in church on a Sunday morning, and then somebody comes in with an AR-15 and starts shooting. You know, what if anything could these people have done? Initially, when you're caught by surprise, nothing. I mean, there's going to be some people, unfortunately, that are going to die in these situations when it's a surprise like that. Um, once the shooting starts, your options are to get cover, escape, or attack back and take the guy out. Um, and my understanding is that I heard, and again, I can't believe everything I read yet because there's so many things speculative on Internet, yeah. but that he reloaded. And if that is true, and it is true in other active shooter situations where guns malfunction or the shooter has to stop and reload, those are opportunities where people can attack back and stop the shooter to minimize the carnage that they do. In my live classes, I often will have people at the across a room, and I'll say, you run over and touch me and pretend you're tackling me, and how fast can you do it? And I will try to change a magazine in a training weapon, mm -hmm. and they can get across the room and touch me, which means they could get across the room and hit me with something heavy or tackle me and you know, be jumping on top of me. But the thing is, you have to think about that before it ever happens. When you're under adrenaline and the stress of a situation, your brain doesn't function right and no. you can't solve problems. So you have had to have pre-thought that out, practiced it, rehearsed it, and visualized it for you to be able to do it in a real situation. Well, but in a situation like this where you're talking about a church where you've got people sitting in pews and, and, and pews are... are uh, are actually obstructions uh, in in terms of being able to get towards this, this individual. And as I said, you know, people have, you know, toddlers sitting on their laps. I mean, is it really realistic to, to uh, expect somebody to try to get at this guy? Not for everyone, no. Um, some individuals, maybe, if they have trained and they're, and they're prepared. Others, no. 
And that's why many churches are starting to form church safety teams. Um, And a lot of these are voluntary teams. Um, And it's sad that we have to go there, but because of these situations, this is not the first church with a shooting. Um, Many churches are forming these. Well, what is a church safety team? What, you're talking like like security guards or volunteer security or something? It is sort of. They're usually voluntary. And often they're, they're people that have military or law enforcement or they're concealed weapons permit holders. Um, and they volunteer to be on the church's staff as their security and safety team. And they will come to service armed. And you know, mm. so the people that volunteer for this, you need to make sure that they, are, they can legally carry the weapon and they have training and they come to a service armed, and they're paying attention to, you know, they've been trained not only in how to use their handgun safely, but they've also get extra training on how to identify potential threats, use of force laws, um, those kind of things, and they're protecting the churches during masses. I'm, I'm sitting here, and I'm, I'm, I'm shaking my head. I mean, so so that's what we've come to in, in this country now, is that you have to have some kind of security or somebody who's armed and trained so you can go and sit in a pew and go to church on Sunday morning. I mean, this is where we are? Uh, sadly, yes. And, and I think it's terrible. The last place you should have to worry about anything is the house of worship. I, you know, and it makes me sick these things are happening like yesterday, but they are. And if we look in the records, you know, again, there have been multiple churches that have had people come in and kill people. And so a lot of churches are being proactive and they're starting these safety teams. So would you recommend this? I mean, I'm, I know that there are a lot of, of, of people listening to the program who are very active in their churches. I know that I have a number of pastors for, from various denominations who listen to the program. Is this something that as, a, uh, uh, as a, an active shooter response instructor, you would, would encourage uh, churches to do? Yes, it is, because I believe in being proactive. Now, a church wow. could hire armed security. Um, and they, they could hire an armed security to be there to protect the, the people there. But having the volunteer, again, it's, it's one more layer of security and safety to try to help make sure that those mm. um, people inside, nothing happened. I mean, if this mm-hmm. church would have had two, you know, two armed people that were the safety team at the doorways, 26 people wouldn't have died yesterday. Now it's true that it is still a rare. It's still rare that this happens. Uh, you know, there were how many thousands of churches that had no problem. Of course, yesterday. But you know, all it takes is just one. But well, let me let me ask you this. I, I've got to stop for a second. Can you do another segment with us? Can you hang out for a minute? Certainly. Okay, because I, I want to ask you um, about, you know, what you have all the NRA folks who, was, who were, are touting the good guy with, with the gun theory again today. And I want to talk to you about whether or not you think that if all these people in church had been armed, that it would have been a different outcome. Uh, with me on the KGO Live line is Alan Baris. Uh, Alan is a certified active shooter response instructor. Uh, his website is surviveashooting.com. He offers life-saving skills and strategies for active threats. In fact, we'll open it up to you. If you have any questions for Alan, give us a call. 808-0810 is the telephone number. What do you think about the idea 
of having armed security or having an armed volunteer as part of a church safety team at your church? Would that make you feel more secure going to church? I'm Brian Copeland. You're listening to KGO. Back to Brian Copeland on KGO 810. Well, again, unfortunately, unfortunately, mass shootings are a way of life. Even in church, you're not safe. So what do you do? How do you protect yourself? Uh, Alan Burris is a certified active shooter response instructor. He's giving us some tips on uh, on what to do if you find yourself, unfortunately, in, in one of those situations. Okay, Alan, the, the, the thing that the NRA is pushing today is that the, the good guy with a gun theory. Now, we talked about how there are church safety teams that are on the rise because of these incidents where it's volunteers who have some training and they're armed to be in church in case this happens. You know, do you think that if the people in that church yesterday had been armed, that the situation would have, have been different? If they were armed and trained. I mean, there's a difference with just getting a concealed weapons permit and actually have training to handle a situation like yesterday. So if the person was armed and trained, it definitely could have been different. So there is some truth in Mm -hmm. the fact that these guys like to pick targets where they're easy. No one's armed, easy people to kill because that's what they're looking for. All right. So, uh, again, this is not a a, a quote-unquote, call to arms for everybody to just arm yourself to the teeth because you never know where this is going to happen. The training is the key part of this. Training is always the key, and that's why I train a lot of people what to do unarmed because they're working in schools and hospitals and places where they cannot carry a weapon, and there's training to be done there, too, to increase your survivability and minimize the casualty rate. Is there any place... And I know this might even be kind of a silly question because it happens everywhere. But is there any place uh, that is where something like this is less likely to happen than any place else? You know, again, we've seen it at churches. Last month we saw it at a concert. Probably um, places where there's no people. You know, I mean, anytime you have a gathering of people, there's more likelihood that these killers, whether they're terrorist motivated or something else, because that's what they're looking for, large body count, easy. And it's easier to get a large body count with a gun, with a car, with a knife, with anything, when you have a large group of people gathered together in close proximity. So basically the place where you're going to be a, a bigger target is if you are around, if you're in a crowd, if you're, if you're with a group of people. Sadly, that's what it is. I mean, if I'm up here in the mountains of Montana by myself or with my family, we're not going to be a target of an active shooter up on a mountain by ourselves. All right. If you're going to give one tip, just one quick tip here in our last 30 seconds, uh, the, the, the most important thing you would tell people to do if they are unfortunate enough to be in a situation where somebody pops in with a gun and starts shooting, what's the tip? The tip is to pay attention and be aware so you're not surprised by it. If you see it coming even a couple seconds in advance, it gives you that time to possibly escape to safety. All right, so just be aware, and be, and unfortunately, that's the world we live in. you got to be aware of your surroundings at all time. That's the most important thing you can do. All right, Alan Burris, Certified Active Shooter Response Instructor, and Alan's website is surviveashooting.com. Hey, thanks for the information, my friend. Thank you, Brian. I appreciate you having me on. 
Uh, Chip Franklin is up next. He will uh, will take you to the afternoon drive from four to seven uh, tomorrow. On this program, we'll check in with uh, with entertainment reporter Tim Sika, and uh, we'll talk some about how the Hollywood sex harassment scandal is affecting award season. All that, as well as uh, the latest in the news of the day. So stay tuned for Chip Franklin. I'll see you tomorrow. So then, be kind to your neighbor. He knows where you live.